So what have you Forbes lately? <laughs> well, that's actually my new book. I have to find my book here somewhere. Yes. It came out. Have you seen it on Amazon? What have you Forbes lately? Yes. That, you knew this was coming, right? You're going to be asked this all the time now. <laughs> Believe me, I love it. The question is, what have you Forbes lately? When your name becomes a verb, you know you've made it. And to Forbes something means to manifest it, especially when no one else thinks it's possible. So you manifesting the fact that you no longer have a nine to five boss. That's what you Forbes lately. For me, I took a hunk of metal and a couple of strings and I've sold two million of these so far. What have you Forbes lately? I showed that people can get fit sitting at their desk, whether you're in a wheelchair or you don't have time to go to the gym. Even if you do go to the gym in the middle of the day, you want to go, I just want to punch out an email. I want to get some stress out. <laughs> yes. Never felt this. You have not lived life to the fullest. I promise you that. Honestly, I feel like I'm missing out right now by not holding yeah, one of my hands. Dude, go I, to I, You know, yes. I started sending them to people, but it's a lot quicker if you actually buy one, go to $40. I'll even send you two for one because you're a host of a show. <laughs> but the only way my team knows is if you'll actually go to the website, shop for and buy one and say, hey, you want one in red or in blue and some of your favorite colors because they come in every color known to man. And for everybody else that wants to find Forbes Riley, be sure to check out uh, her website, ForbesFactorLive.com where you have uh, how many trainings going on? You said three. So let's, let's go back to a little bit of who Forbes Riley is before they even want to come to a training. I mean, actually, I had two people today text me and I'm doing a little more private coaching. I don't do that anymore. Um, but what is it that I do? Yes. You know, so many people now all of a sudden are entrepreneurs. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's got this and got that. Let me tell you something. I am turning 60 years old this coming year, which is, you know? yeah, I know. Congrats. It's crazy. But what that means is that I've been doing this for a very long time. It means that this, when I was little, was attached to a wall. There was no Zoom training. And a lot of what you use today on a regular basis just didn't exist. So I have a very different paradigm about how I came to things. And now that I am this age with a, uh, a beautiful love of my life who is 17 years younger than me and two children who just turned 17. No, I'm not dating 17-year-olds. He's 40. <laughs> uh, but he's a current reigning Mr. Thanks. World Champion bodybuilder. Um, what is my life meant and how can I now pay it forward and give lessons to people who are coming up through the ranks? I talked to 20 year olds who've never heard of not only with me, but all the mentors that I had, you know, one of my major mentors was Jack mm -hmm. LaLanne. Jack was on television for 37 years. He was the, he's the reason that there's a health club in every hotel. He created fitness. Arnold Schwarzenegger at his memorial, I was there, you know, talked about Jack being the godfather of everything that we take for granted today, including, you know, this. And, uh, and so part of my mission now is to, you know, pay it forward. These lessons don't change. Yes. You know, Jack's big lesson was if man made it, don't eat it. Huh. That could be <laughs> almost every diet you've ever been on. I don't care if you call it paleo or keto or Beverly Hills diet. The oh, point yeah. is if man made it, don't eat it. There's a truth mm -hmm. to that. There's a truth to moving. There's a truth to business. You know, the funny thing about Jack, was that he created the very first Carnation Instant Breakfast. He created machines that we use in the gym today. He didn't patent a lot of what he did, and he didn't make a lot of money off of that. And so now the world has changed, and part of my, what I love doing is bridging that gap. Mm -hmm. For me, it starts with mindset. Uh, and I talk about my childhood and how I'm here in spite of the fact that I'm an introvert, in spite of the fact that I uh, got beaten down a lot of times. I've had a lot of tragedy in my life, and I'm still here. And that to me seems the biggest message is how can you, you know, just spread this word because we all get depressed. We all have failures. And those of us who choose to keep going actually have secrets that until recently we just weren't sharing. 
Exactly. And for you, that wasn't all of it. You actually weren't always fit your whole life too, right? You had a whole story. Oh, sure. You got to bring like that, that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, let, so pick a lane. What do we want to talk about first? We'll talk about the fact that you yeah. sitting behind that microphone or you sitting at your desk or you listening to this podcast in your car, you're not working out. You're not getting fit. Yes, exactly. My whole life, let's go back. I started out as a, on Long Island, grew up talking like this because I'm from New York. And I was... You know, it was the 1960s and, you know, fast food had just come in. My mom, God bless her, was 260 mm-hmm. pounds my whole life. I was born at about eight years old. I got hit in the face with a baseball bat and I had my a broken nose growing up. I had mm. frizzy hair. I had braces for eight years of my life as a little girl. And here's the funny thing, Myra, that I did not admit to. I, turns out I'm smarter than I shared. I was put in a genius class when I was in elementary school and I kept telling people this story that I wasn't really that smart, but because my dad who didn't go to college, but was an engineer, mm-hmm. we used to sit at the dining room table over dinner every night and do flashcards and do memorization games. And by the time I got to first grade, I could do long division, speak two languages and do a lot of things that nobody else was doing. And I used to say that I was in a genius class, but that I didn't belong there. So I worked really hard to not let my dad down. Well, as it turns out, I don't think that's true. I think I really was that smart. I, it turns out I am smart, which is weird because let me share with you, when you are very ugly and a very loner and you're smart, you know what that means? You have zero friends in school. You really do. You spend all your time with books. The teachers were my best friends. I've come to realize that I even got invited to my first grade teacher's wedding. I was the only kid invited. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hold conversations with other little girls and boys because I didn't speak the way they did. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until recently, I, mean, I, I, could, I graduated college, get this, with two degrees in three years. Most people don't do wow. one degree in four. And so it's been an, and then the funny thing about me is that I just wanted to be pretty. I just wanted to be an actress. The being smart and that was like, all right, I got straight A's. I don't really care about that, but I'm not pretty mm-hmm. and nobody likes me. And so I was very confused in my head for a very long time about what the priorities were and how to live this, this life that you're given. And luckily, I've lived long enough, I've outlived some of my friends, sadly, to kind of put the pieces together. And I love looking at things from a 30,000-foot view. I love dissecting the brain. I've spent a lot of years studying the human brain, Mm -hmm. studying how your brain talks to your mouth and your mouth communicates with others and you manifest and get what you want, one, by believing and knowing what you want, knowing why you want it, and then structuring an action plan to go get it. Yes. Those things are really, really important. So I play a game, Miro, and I'll play it with you because Let's you were it. not at the next conference that I was at. And I often ask people, what do you want? So Miro, what do you want? To travel the world. Okay. What do you want? What do I want? I'm going to ask a couple of times. What do you want? I heard what you said the first time. Don't repeat it. And don't say the phrase, I don't know. What do you want? To help others. What do you want? Children. What do you want? To be able to care for my family. What do you want? To be able to repay my family. What do you want? To travel the world and make money at the same time. What do you want? (laughs) To record podcasts for fun and that be the only thing. What do you want? To get some good food after this interview. What do you really want? To be happy. What do you want? To be fit. Well, okay. Why aren't you? My, I don't have the best uh, 
planning, I guess, and um, motivation at all times. Because you don't really want it. What do you want? And I'm going to tell you something. The reason that you're not fit, I live with a man who's a current reigning Mr. World. Yes. He goes to the gym every single day and never does, and doesn't miss it. He eats, he's a vegetarian. He eats very strict because you know what? He wants it. You just mm-hmm. said it, but you don't really want it. And there's a huge, huge difference because you can actually get what you want if you actually believe that is what you want and why. You have no why to get fit right now. And I'm going to tell you, Nate, you found a beautiful woman who loves you. You might want to get fit because you're going to have kids. But the truth is, the way you are is probably good enough. And in your head, you're like, all right, I'm okay. And so you don't really want to get fit. It's a myth. If you wanted it for real, you would go get it. What else do you want? (laughs) Well, now you just got my whole head going all over the place. I know. Um, By the way, that's what I want everybody listening to think. Exactly. That's why I teach Forbes Factor Live. Because the truth is, nobody really cares about you. They don't. They actually care about themselves. The person Mm -hmm. you marry might care about you, at least for a while, but nobody really does. Miro, if you said to me, Forbes, on New Year's, I'm going to make a resolution and lose 10 pounds, and January 5th, you call me and said, I gained five because I ate too much. I don't care. You know, unless you're paying me to be your coach, I have nothing invested in you. And I go, oh, that's too bad because nobody cares about you. Mm -hmm. So I set up a paradigm whereby you create people, one, around you who are dedicated to caring. That's an accountability partner. You make declarations that you actually stick to, but you physically figure out what you want and then stop telling me, ah, I don't get anything. You know what? That's baloney. If you actually wanted it, you'd get it. So Miro, what do you want? I'm going to get fits no matter what. No, no, no. no, 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 I don't don't even need that. What do you want? I I, want to be happy at the end of the day. So so here's the next, here's the next question. You know what? It's funny. The next thing I talk about is people's languaging and they're going to listen to this on YouTube and go, wow. He just said very casually, I want to be happy at the end of the day. That means when you go to sleep, you want to be happy. You want to be happy the whole day. I'm just kidding. The whole damn day. What do you want? I can't repeat my answer, huh? Nope. Now, here's a great question. Why would you? That's the only things that you want? Health. I I wish for eternal health. <laughs> I, okay. So, Mr. Miro... I'm gonna, this is an exercise you're going to do when you hang I'm, up. I'm, I'm, I'm living in a per- perfect paradise world, obviously. No, no, that's actually not at all what it is. It's not, don't confuse the fact that you're not saying, oh, I want a Lamborghini and I want a big house. That's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Getting to the essence of what you actually want in life is what drives you. You know, what you want right now, if you're working for a boss, is you want the bill collectors not to be beating at your door. So you're putting up with bullshit at your job. That's right. all that you want. If you said to me, Forbes, I really want to get my product out to the world. I'm going to give you the blueprint, but you got to want it more than you want to breathe. And the hell that I've gone through to get Spin Gym out to the world mm-hmm. and the hurdles that I've gone through and sitting at U.S. Customs and fighting for this thing was because I wanted it. Now, I didn't want Spin Gym to be successful. That's not what I wanted. I wanted my idea, my invention, my dream to matter to the world. I wanted people to have access to getting fit because when I brought my mom to a health club. I finally made enough money in my 20s. I bought her a year-long membership. I brought this woman that I love more than anything to the front door of a health club and she wouldn't go in. And I said, mom, let's go. She's like, no, I can't. I'm like, what do you mean? Go in. She said, I can't. I'm like, yes, you can. Open the door. And I said, what's going on here? And she said, look, baby, I thought that I could. I love that you did this for me, but people in there are fitter than I am. They're going to make fun of me. I don't understand the machines and I don't want it. And she left. And I'll tell you, that broke my heart so much, Mira, mm-hmm. that I said, I don't want anyone to suffer like that. She died at 70. 
And I said, what if I could create a system, a world that I could give to people who are in wheelchairs, who are older, who have no self-esteem and said, if you play with me, I can get you fit enough to have a healthy life. You don't have to be Joshua and Mr. World, but you do have to be healthy enough to want to go dancing, to go roller skating, to play with your kids. All the things at 60, mm -hmm. I go roller skating on a regular basis with my twins because I decided that that's what I wanted. I didn't want to grow old. I wanted to get older, but I'm never going to grow old. And so I feed my mind with young ideas. I surround mm -hmm. myself with people mm -hmm. who feed my head and I do this thing every single day. And that's what I want. I want the world to know that I was here. That's actually a really important thing for Forbes Riley. So I'm on national television. I'm on podcasts. I write books. Why do I do that? Because somehow I decided that I wanted to matter. I decided that every day I want someone to tell me that I inspired them. I get that every single day. Do you know how hard I have to work to get what I want? You probably wake up super early. You probably get going right away. Um, no, no, actually, sure, it's about no? the intensity. You know what? I'm desperately in love with my man. I wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning now, and I don't even do half of what you think I do. <laughs> That's the best life. But I will tell you, here's what I wanted. Yes. And I fell in love this time because I'd been married for a long time, and now I'm finally mm -hmm. like blissfully crazy happy again. I wanted to roll over every morning and have the most beautiful man in the world give me a hug with the sexiest arms, even though my hair is frizzy, there's mascara on my cheeks, and tell me you are so beautiful. And I'm gonna share with you, my friend, every morning he does that. How did I create that? Because I said I wanted it. So when I put it that way, what do you want? You said you want children. You said it for how long have you been married? Well, I'm not, not, not technically not married yet. I'm still with my fiance. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, we've been a half a year or eight right. months, something like that. Eight months. When you, you know, when you tell the universe that you want children, then you will get them. I have to tell you, that's the greatest blessing in my entire life. I didn't have my kids until I was 42. We mm -hmm. actually tried for a long time. And it wasn't until after 9-11 hit and both my parents died that I made it my mission to have a child. And I ended up, the God, universe was great and I got twins on the same day. So life comes down to, if you yeah. don't declare what you want, you'll just get leftovers. No, you're right. And if I could answer that question again, I definitely would. Um, I think I just wasn't, I, I wasn't thinking on top of my feet with it. Cause this I is something that. I, it's something I was just talking about with, with my fiance, for example, last night, I felt that there's more to life. There's more that I want to do. I want to be able to, you know, my, my family, my grandpa has heart disease. I want to be able to make something towards that to make people get through it or live longer. I want to be able to, you know, help people somehow, some way with some cure, with something like there is a greater good. There is something, a greater mission. Like with my company, we're hoping to save the earth by not throwing things away into the landfill. So like there is more to it. Here's, but here's yes. an irony, my friend. Yes. You actually have a company and you have a beautiful mission and you didn't say anything about that when I, I asked what you want. Now, let me share something else with you. I have this vision that what you want is a lot like Grubhub. You know what Grubhub is? Yes. Grubhub is a service that you call and they bring you food. So imagine this. You pick up the phone and go, hi, hello, it's Grubhub. Yes, ma'am. What do you want? Well, I want... Um, I want some chicken. No, no, wait, I had chicken yesterday. I think I want a hamburger. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Maybe Chinese... Hmm. I want Chinese. What do I want? Ma'am, call us back when you know what you want and they hang up on you. It's millen on you. That's millen the universe. Uh, millennial syndrome. 
Okay. Hello, ma'am. What do you want? You know what I want? A Caesar salad with extra chicken croutons on the side. 15 minutes later at that door, you know what I get? Caesar salad, extra chicken croutons on the side. How did they know? Because I told them what I wanted. Mm-hmm. The universe is the same way. Everything you've ever gotten in your life, you actually wanted. Sometimes you didn't even realize it. And that puts a big onus on you. If you get sick or you're in an accident, you go, wait, did I want that? Yeah. I talked to a girl yesterday. This was, you know, and it's just how you look at life. And I'm glad that I totally sidelined you with that question because the truth is it should always be at your forefront. You get what you want every day. You said you want food. What's the food that you want? How do you want your wife, your girlfriend to come home at night? What do you want your life to look like? You create it at every minute. And the more you're mm-hmm. conscious, the more you get what you want. And you go, well, how come they got everything they wanted? Because they wanted it. They mm-hmm. set out. They created plans. They put people around them. They learned structures. And they just went out to do it. Bill, you know what's funny? If an entrepreneur was an architect... We'd all be living in rubble. You've been to third world countries, right? Where the buildings fall down all the place. I've been, I used to live in Mexico. Yeah. There's no, you know, because an architect has to draw out on a piece of paper, every single little detail, where the light switch goes, where the beams meet. Within it, they can't be a half an inch off or the building falls over. They're that's exact. Exactly. There are so many measurements and details because that's what they want. Whether they wanted a one story house, they want a skyscraper. Every detail is figured out. Entrepreneurs don't do that. Hey, I want to try this new idea. Oh, it didn't work. And then you reinforce, see, I told you, I doesn't work for me. Well, bullshit. You didn't architect it. Did you make a business plan? Did you set out your mission, your vision, your core values? Did you have a mentor? Do you have a mastermind? Those things are what we who are wildly successful do all the time. But did you know that this was what you were going to do next? Like you, you clearly did not wake up one day and this just happened. There had to be a process where like it all kind of started clicking. You know what's great is it's all a process. I wish to God that I had met me 30 years ago. I'd be Oprah. I'd be sitting up because there's a lot of mistakes that I made. That's the first part of it. And the second part of it, and this is part of what I'm dedicating my life to, is that I had such a weird sense of self-esteem that I was given amazing gifts and I didn't know what to do with them and I blew them because I didn't think that I was worth it. Uh, I, I helped create the X Games for ESPN. And yes. so for, yeah, go Google me. Go to YouTube. No, no, no. no. I, I was reiterating. No, like, yes, no, yes, I did. yes. It's kind of cool. I, I launched it's, Kim Kardashian's brand. Google my name and Kim Kardashian. Google my name and Beachbody. Google my name and Tybo. I was there at the beginning of so many brands. Amazing that I things. But I didn't think that I was worth it. And it wasn't until I started doing my Forbes Factor trainings and teaching other people that I personally had massive breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. And massive come to Jesus moments about, wow, Forbes, you are not what you think you are. You have a different persona. You help so many people. Why are you still so unhappy? Well, I had to figure out that what my first, my, I, have, I play a game with people and I'll play it with you since we're kind of doing this Forbes factor thing, Mr. Miro. What's your yes. first memory in life? Um, riding, uh, riding a bicycle with my grandma in Poland or, and, keep, and I kept falling down trying to write it. What decision did you make about life based on that moment? That even though I kept falling down, eventually I learned to ride the bicycle. And since then I haven't forgotten how to do it. So I no, translate that, that. That's an action. Bear with me here. Okay. With me. At that moment, you fell down, you got up, you fell down, you're with grandma and grandpa. Are your parents close to you? At, not at that point, but I am with them now. Okay. So but it's, I'm only, I wanted you to go back to that age, about four or five, however old you were. What decision did you make about life based on that moment? At that age? 
Oh, I, that, I, I don't think I can answer pretend, that. No, no, no. Pretend you know. That life is going to throw you down. And okay, so stop for one second. Let me ask you a question. That's an interesting phrase that life will throw you down. How old are you right now? 30. Have you experienced a lot of times in life where life has thrown you down? Yeah, much worse than just the bicycle falling off a bicycle. Okay, and I'm going to show something with you. You help create some of that because your belief system is wired to think that life will throw you down. The decision mm-hmm. that you didn't make now, this is this is not me telling you, this is you telling mm-hmm. me who you are. Because in the research that I've done, something happens to you about four or five, and you make this decision about life, and it creates the operating system of the hard drive of your brain. If I said the f- word high school, do you bring up files like a picture of high school, documents, video of high school? Everything that happens in your life ends up as a file. That's why your computer screen looks the way it does. It's files. Exactly. That's how we work things. But the operating system is the decision that you made before you even knew how to make decisions. So get this. I got a, two of my clients. They both fall out of a tree. Both mm-hmm. break their leg. The first one, parents are not there. Strangers take him to the emergency room. Turns out to be fine. His decision about life is strangers will always help you. And he becomes a pastor and he works for some charities. The second kid falls out of a tree. Parents not there. Strangers take him to the hospital, fix him up. His decision is screw people. My mom and dad never believed in me. They don't trust me. Now, let me share something with you. He has a very different life than the other guy, but they had the exact same thing happen to them. Mm-hmm. So your decision might have been different if you actually said, wow, no matter how much you fall down, life is easy. And I will tell you, if you'd made that decision, it might have changed. What's cool about this moment in time is I just brought to light something that you can now easily change. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to rewire some of it, how you believe, again, I do this a little bit more detailed in Forbes Factors. All of a sudden, your past, because by the way, that memory is not real. Newsflash. How old are you? You're 30. It happened 20 some odd years ago. It's not real. It's not happening now. But somehow you could bring it up just like that when I asked you, because it's the loudest little goofy thing that's stuck in your head. Sometimes people become all, they begin, and, and I have to tell you, it's fascinating when you watch other people, you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. So somebody has been molested or hurt when they were little mm-hmm. and told they should hide. And their whole life, they carry that with them. And you go, wow, why don't they ever really just go for it? They can't until they understand how to rewire their operating system. And you're saying all that's possible at any oh, time, no matter what age you are. I've been doing it 14 years. I have seen people who've been, I have one woman who's raped 12 times in 12 different foster homes. And she is now living her most amazing life. And she'll talk about what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a woman who did this this kind of breakthrough training, she'd been, again, a lot of it has to do with sexual stuff, which is crazy. Yeah. And people don't know that when they come to me, but she'd been raped when she was nine years old. She never told anybody. She has since lost 200 pounds because all she wanted to do, and she didn't realize it, mm-hmm. was cover it up so that no one ever hurt her again. But in her, in her adult brain, she's like, why can't I lose this? Why? It's because yeah. the little girl's going, no, please don't see me. When we changed her first memory and we made her realize that was her decision that she wanted to hide so no one would ever hurt her again, she broke. She doesn't even look the same at all. She's a different person. I see this miracle all the time. It's the most amazing work you could imagine. You might want to ask your fiance this question. 
ask her her first memory. Don't be judgmental <laughs> and ask her or put her on the phone with me and ask her what decision she made about life. You may be surprised because I got to tell you, you've mm-hmm. got to have that first decision aligned. And if it's not, you're forever trying to fix somebody else or frustrated with them or it breaks down. It's it, this work has got some massive impact on people. What's your next step with it? Do you just realize that it's there and work like work backwards? No, one of this- I, this year, what, now that I do this on podcasts, yeah. nobody knew outside of my trainings that I do this work. It's very daring to do this here because you cannot do it. You can't fix it on your own. You know what every Olympic athlete has in common from every single country in the world? They all failed a a certain amount of times. You know, that's interesting that that's where your brain would go to. You're a kid who fell off a bike and you think life is hard. And so you went to, they all failed. No, listen. Well, I just, I think that you get back up though. And that's how you learn from that mistake. Like you use those as learning opportunities along the way. Yes and no. I'm going to fast track it. I'm going to tell you the way that every, every, they all have a coach. You cannot see the coffee in your own cup. This kind of work is not something that you go around and fix. You cannot fix your own. Why can't you fix your own broken leg? It'd be a lot cheaper. Well, you know, you can't. You go to a professional to fix your broken leg. You go to a professional to get your hair colored if you're me. You go to a professional for a lot of things. Yes. Um, I don't know many people who do this work. Uh, what I love about the work is you don't need to see me a second time. That's what's crazy. The other thing that's crazy is I can do it on a Zoom call. You don't have to attend a Forbes Factor. It's more expensive if you choose to hire me one-on-one. But, um, and I'm willing to do that to you off camera. You can still record it. But I will tell you, especially with your fiance, that you will change your life. I, 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 here's the crazy thing. I just have, I have thousands of testimonials of people who just will go, of all the things they've changed. Tina Durr. Tina is a, a young Asian woman who's... Um, at some point, her, her relationship with her dad was so bad that she ended up mm-hmm. in a blender cutting off a little piece of her finger. Oh, wow. She went through, and you have to go through this. It's a, yeah. it's a process. She is now on fire. And she'll t- in fact, six days later, her fiance came in and literally said to her on camera, he said, you look like you lost 80 pounds. That is about losing an emotional thing because she, her, head, her dad had sat on her head emotionally so much. That even though he's passed away, it's all she would ever think. And you, you go, wow, how come you're not there? It was gone and she looks differently. Jose, who I'm talking to today, same thing. Jose as a kid broke every bone in his body. Mm-hmm. He would fall out of trees. He would get smashed. And we concluded it's because his mom gave birth to twins and his twin brother died. And his mother resented him his whole life. So he, was, he needed to get her attention and whatever it was. He's no longer that guy anymore. So I have to tell you, it's fun to watch this because seeing people becoming who they were destined to be, who they yeah. really is that like full potential. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. And you think you think you were thinking the same way though when you were earlier, or like younger in life, or is this something that happened over time? So I became an actress, a TV host, yeah. stand-up comedian. I have worked. I have the most amazing career. You can find me in movies and television. I have a yes. fitness career. I'm in the National Fitness Hall of Fame. I have a lot of achievements. And yes. that was me working out my own demon because if I kept trying to prove that I was I may, I mattered, yeah. and I had great good fortune and good talent. Around, I broke my knee when I was in my mid-30s mm-hmm. and I started doing massage therapy. And my massage therapy would not just be a one hour. I would actually get people to cry on the table. I would emotionally try to get them to break through stuff. And I didn't actually know what I was doing. 
I then went and studied rolfing, where you actually come to understand that the fascia that attaches to your bones when you release it, that your muscles have some emotional tie to them. Okay, I start doing this work. And the next thing I know is that people start crying in front of me all the time. Now, Mira, I didn't even realize this until my kids pointed it out. But you're like, Mom, where you're in a grocery store, you'll touch a woman and she'll burst out crying. And I started to put together going, what is going on? Can you actually heal people? Can you do something? And all of a sudden, I immersed myself in studying Eastern and Western medicine, studying NLP and studying hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And I've been on a journey for almost 30 years. And now I can fix somebody in 20 minutes. Anybody. I've People who have killed people. One guy who came out of jail is one of my clients. Somebody who had massive PTSD. I have no question in my mind that I can absolutely, and I'm going to use the word, and I'm not, I've never really talked about it this profoundly, but yeah. I can heal people of those things. you got a trauma. You've been raped. You've been, it doesn't matter what's happened to you. I, and, I, and I'll give you all your money back if it doesn't work. So far, I've never returned a dime. Really? There's no problem you've come across that was too much? Not one. And I'm talking about a guy who was so conflicted that his, but he killed a kid. He was over in Afghanistan with his platoon and the kid had a bomb. It's a long story, but yes, I've never, ever, ever failed doing this. And I will, that's, what's crazy. Yeah. I just haven't publicized it. I just do this on our own. We have small classes and I'm actually in this point in my life now going, wait a second, Forbes, if you really can do this, maybe you do a tour called the healing. Maybe you do it for a hundred, 500, 5,000 people. Yeah. And change people's lives the way I think I was destined to do this. Is this one of the reasons you got into podcasting maybe? Because like you've done all this stuff already. And then no, this I, is like, I've had a radio show for 12 years. I've actually okay. been on, I, was, I had a syndicated radio show in the 30s and when I was in my 30s where I interviewed classic rock stars. No, I've had radio podcasts and shows long before you guys ever heard the word podcast. It was called radio. <laughs> radio. Oh, let me Google that one. What, yeah, what is, yeah. what is it? Well, I've been doing, in fact, it's freaking me out. Like, here's what's changed. Mm -hmm. So radio is fine because I can only hear your voice. Yeah. Now that I can see your face, I'm screwed because I can read so much about somebody uh -huh. that we start doing these things and, and people are blown away. Even when I'm other people's podcasts, rather than talk about me, I'm fixing other people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not quite sure what the next step is going to be. I think it's going to, I don't like to do the promotion part. Yeah. I think if I found a promoter who said Forbes, I promote people. I put them on a tour across the country. I arrange this. I handle logistics that I would jump in feet first and go, okay, I'm ready to do this. And I don't know if this is something you get asked or if you don't, but with your name, Forbes, was that always your name? Well, that's a great question. So Forbes that's was- Hands down, like the best name ever, ever. I love you for saying that. You have no idea how much that means to me. So in the 1940s, my uncle, we were Jewish. We still are Jewish. My uncle could not get into engineering school with the last name of Feinstein. So my very creative grandmother looked in the yellow pages. And for those of you who don't know what that is, look it up. It's Google in your hands. And she went, no longer Feinstein, your name is Forbes. So my dad's name changed from Barry Kaufman Feinstein to Barry Forbes. I was born Francine Kadish Forbes. Kadish is my mother's maiden name because in our tradition, if you're a girl, especially the first mm -hmm. girl, you get your mother's maiden name so her lineage will continue. My mom had two girls. We both have the same middle name. It's her last name. It freaked me out when I went to school and found out little kids' names were Bobby Joe and Mary Ann, and I've got the stupid name of Francine Kadish. What's a Kadish? And I hated it. 
So then I worked in movies and I worked as Francine Forbes. What a great name. Francine means a lot to my mother. It was her aunt who passed away, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. In my 30s, again, I break my knee and I end up in an in a image consultant's couch. I am a broken little girl. I am wearing no makeup. I am crying all the time. I have my knee tendons replaced. And mm -hmm. every day of my life for about a year and a half, I cried. I was in therapy. It sucked so bad that my life stopped. And this is how I know that one man in one hour can change your entire life. You just told me how wonderful my name is. That happened 28 years ago in about 60 minutes. So if you're listening to the Zoom call right now and you're in the, within the sound of my voice, I'm going to tell you that one moment could actually change the entire trajectory mm -hmm. of your life. So this little crazy wired haired black man who's this tall, who lived in like a Keebler cookie hut in the middle of Laurel Canyon, I go with no makeup on and he looks up at me and he's like, you should never leave the house without makeup. You're not naturally beautiful like Julie Roberts, but I get that you're a star. You should wear makeup more like Sharon Stone. And I'm like, what? It was so insulting. Come on in. I'm like, okay. And I had a duck to get into mm -hmm. this place. And then he says, and he says, get out your pen. You need to get your hair cut and colored because it was all big and black. You need to do your makeup differently. You need to dress differently. You need to understand mm -hmm. what colors do to you. I'm like, dude, I paid you money and all you're doing is giving me place other people to go to. And then he says, I don't like your name. And I'm like, I don't like anything about you. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it in my head. Yeah. And so he said, let's find a new name. Francine is too old a name. And I'm thinking, I didn't come here to have my name changed. I came here to get my image together. Funny how you don't always know what you need. How you should, when you meet a coach and an expert, listen to them because they can see you differently than you mm -hmm, see you. Mm -hmm. So he said, What's, what street did you grow up on? What's your dog's name? And I'm like, Snoopy Arrow. That's not even a good porn name, if you know what that joke is. <laughs> and so I said, I said, oh, I'm living with a guy named Tom mm -hmm. Riley. He said, that's it, Forbes Riley, now leave. I am standing on the outside of the Keebler Cookie Hut going, what, what? I go home to my boyfriend. My boyfriend is six foot six, blonde hair, former Notre Dame football player, son of the Teamsters. And I say, honey, I just wasted our money. This crazy guy says I should get my hair cut. And he says, well, you know, it's a little bit big and frizzy. Mm -hmm. He said, I should get my colors done. He said, well, you do wear too much black. I said, okay, you know what, dude? He thinks my name should be Forbes Riley. Now, we were only dating and living together. We weren't getting married. I took his name before we got married, which, by the way, is a really good way to get the guy hit. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. It was crazy. And I changed my – I said, Forbes mm -hmm. Riley sounds like a law firm. So I take all the suggestions, and you know what most entrepreneurs don't do? I did everything on the list, mm -hmm. full out. And then I changed my name, and I go to a casting session, and the woman says – like they said, Forbes Riley. She's like, what's your name? I'm like – Forbes Riley. She's like, what is it? I said, Forbes Riley. So that's a cool name. I'm like, no. Then I read a scene for her. And the next thing I know, I'm casting a TV series. And that day, Forbes Riley was born. And every single day of my life, including right now, somebody asked me about my name. Look at that. Look at that. And yeah, because that kind of, you answered the second part of my question. Did that play a role in everything else you did afterwards? If it, if it was changed and it sure Branding looks like it everything. Did. Forbes yeah. is a very, as it turns out, my grandmother didn't know, but Forbes is a very powerful name. If you it think is. about the Forbes list, the Forbes 100, I didn't change it on purpose to be that. I just took my grandmother's legacy 
and said, I think it's important to carry that name on. And I didn't want to be Francine Riley, so I became Forbes Riley. And I will tell you that it changed everything, as did my ability to change the way I looked. I don't know if you've ever seen an old picture of me, but I was rather ugly looking with a big nose and broken teeth, whatever I had going on. And so to fix that and to become what I dreamed of, because you know what I wanted, Miro, before I knew what I wanted? Remember I said early on I wanted to be pretty? That's what I wanted. I wanted to be movie star pretty. I wanted to be in the movies. I wanted to be Catherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn. I wanted to be glamorous. And I even say this in some of my speeches. I wanted to wear a big gown and make speeches and get awards. I have an entire room full of major awards that I have won. And I have made speeches every time I got an award. Long before I knew I could be a speaker, I like to win the award so I could speak. Well, then I was like, wait a second. Why don't you do that since you love it so much? Mm -hmm. So you don't always know the path. I don't believe in making a 10-year, 5-year, 2-year plan. I couldn't have told you last year or two years ago that I would have met the love of my life, that my life would be different. You can only want what you want. And I a big believer in wanting what's next. I, you know, I want a big house. You know what? How about you want the next level of that? How about you don't, and also temper what you want. Nice to have a great car. I tell you, it's really nice. But I, and I, it's funny because I drive a Lexus SUV. Yeah. I'm proud of the fact that I paid cash for a very expensive car, especially since I didn't grow up with anything. But my, my, my time was, you know, I've had it for five years and my, Everyone around me said, oh, what kind of car do you want next? Because you can afford whatever you want. And I actually found myself saying, I don't want a new car. I don't define myself that way. This mm-hmm. car is beautiful. It's completely paid off in mine. It's everything I ever wanted. I don't want a Lamborghini. I don't really want a Rolls Royce. I want the money that you need to buy one. But I find those cars wildly pretentious. Mm-hmm. I don't want a $1,200 Louis Vuitton pocketbook. If you gave me one, maybe. But I really want a pocketbook, and people know me. I'll buy the $100 pocketbook, which, by the way, growing up was way more money than my parents ever saw. But I'll take the other $900 and give it to somebody else. But but until you got there, though, was your mentality different, right? Because initially, you did kind of, like, you wanted to be pretty, right? You wanted to do this, to do that. Like, do you think we I all have to? to... Be on Broadway. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to star mm-hmm. in movies. I wanted to do TV. I've done all the things that I wanted to do. I wanted to have the most beautiful, wonderful children in the world, and I got them. Let me tell you something about the little things. My 16-year-old, five, six-foot-four son, God, who's my yeah, little that's... baby, came home a couple of weeks ago and brought me a bouquet of flowers. Never done that before. It was not my birthday. It was not Mother's Day. It was not Christmas. And I looked at my son, Riker, and I said, baby, why did you do that? And he said, because I want to tell you how much I love you and appreciate what you do. That's what you want. You want your kids to love you so much that you don't have to buy them anything for them to tell you that. I, want, I, have a, I wanted this too. And I remember when I was little, people always go, oh, when your son's this, he's not going to hug you anymore. And I said, no, no, you don't understand. I want my son to hug me to mm-hmm. no end. And I want him to kiss me in front of his friends. And I said that out loud. And you know what? He does. So you create what you want. And I will tell you, the more specific you are, the more you get what you want. Nicely said. I, I don't need to ask or re- I don't need to clarify any of that. I mean, that, that's, that's, it, it is what it is. I love it. 
Um, but now we're moving on to uh, to a quick and last segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. Right, I'm going to tell you something that I want right now. Yes. I want you to look at the screen. Do you see your screen right now? Your face oh, yeah. and your microphone. I want you to change the background behind you. I want you to put branding up there so we know whose show we're watching. I want to see the word boss up there. And I want you to be wildly popular because of that. I mean, what do you think? I've been considering doing that. We do post it up like we add it into the screen, but I don't have it. Like, Actually, a lot of people always ask me about my orange background. But What is the meaning behind your orange background? <sighs> it was catchy. When you scroll through videos and you see a bright orange screen, a lot of, I, I don't know. That's, it worked. Say, I don't first. know. And by the way, how you do something is how you do everything. You want to be the most successful podcaster, make oh, your yeah. background scream. And you don't have to, I'm not saying a lot of things, just make it profound because how you present everything is how you present everything. I love it. It's uh, some deep thoughts giving me even more to think about, but you're definitely Wait, so you up. got your next session. Well, you got your lightning round. Go. Let's do it. Let's do it. So what happens now is you get five seconds to initiate uh, a, an answer. We just want you to kind of throw things out. We want to see the real Forbes. And uh, otherwise, my producer lurks in the background, and I have to deal with him if, uh, if you go over time. So I, I don't want to have to deal with him. I've been married. I know what five <laughs> seconds is. No, just gotcha. Dun, 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 dun. I, we're going to put in a cool little sound there. All right. Without further ado, who has been the person you have been most nervous to meet or interview in your life? Um, probably Grant Cardone. Really? That's, well, it sounds crazy. Yeah. I'm I sure he's going to appreciate that. Well, no, I, was, I have a beautiful thing. I was afraid this man was going to bite my head off. When I first <laughs> met him years ago, he looked like a bear. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be eaten alive. And mm -hmm. he was the most generous, wonderful man I'd met. So there you go. What is your favorite book? Uh, the Greatest Salesman in the World by yeah. Al Mondino. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. What have you <laughs> Forbes Lately by Forbes Riley is my favorite book. What have you yes. Forbes Riley on Amazon right now? It's not, it's not eligible for your answer, but it could be everybody else's answer. So, yes, go and to I Amazon. Didn't write it. It's 36 other writers. I just compiled their story. So, yeah. Go to Amazon and check it out. What have you Forbes lately? Um, favorite movie? Oh, you know, Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve because Jane Seymour plays a woman who's named McKenna, and that's why I named my daughter McKenna. All right. Maybe I should put that one on my... Oh, it's, so, it's such a romantic movie, and you and your girl will enjoy it. Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour. If you Google it, it's listed as one of the most romantic movies of all time. Joanna, if you're listening, take notes. Take notes. How, uh, what kind of coffee, or how do you drink your coffee? Black, like a, no, no. Actually, you know what's funny? I don't really like coffee. I drink it, and my fiance keeps calling me because it's like what, what adults do. And so I put in whole cream because I'm a, kind of a bulletproof coffee person, but I am a tea drinker. If you want to get to my heart, give me a tea bag of chai tea with steamed almond milk, and I'm in mm. heaven. I'm a tea drinker too, uh, at least three cups a day. Well, by the way, coffee, the way it's roasted is actually not good for your stomach lining. And so you have to be very careful. I, I have issues with coffee. I like caffeine though. Don't get me wrong. It's the Tea is healthy. For me, it's the caffeine, and I do experience stomach, uh, stomach. My stomach gets uncomfortable, so maybe that could be what you're talking about. Oh, it's it's the roasting process of the beans, and it's a problem. It's why tea leaves, and I studied a lot of 
metaphysical and over in, in Asia, tea is so amazing from green tea to chai tea to black tea. to It's a great thing at the end of the night to hold tea ceremonies. Mm-hmm. It's a really important thing, I think, to switch over for so many people. But caffeine is a great thing. Well, hopefully if uh, I have a tea sponsor listening, maybe I'll get one after this episode. <laughs> if you had uh, an unlimited, unlimited amount of money right now and you could start up any business, but it can't be like a non-for-profit, can't be your own, what kind of business would you want to start? Well, that's interesting because what I would do is I would, I have a talk show that I'm launching and that's what I would invest in because it's a platform that helps so many people. So I would launch the life of, we're going to call it Forbes and Friends. It's a big reality type talk show. It's pretty catchy. F enough. F enough. And if you're stranded on an island, just in case it happens, maybe tomorrow. So you're prepared. What is the one item? Can't be a person. Oh, God. You want with you. Yes. The one item that you want with you. All right. It's got to be a spin gym. And you know why? Because I can hit things with it. I can kill animals. I can catch fish. And I can get fit. So I'm taking my spin gym. Have you caught any animals with your spin gym lately? Oh, man. You don't know. I'll take the cats out there. You, you swing this around like this. You, I don't it is deadly. Is it considered a weapon? <laughs> uh, well, here's the funny thing. I did have a major, I, actually, I'm a martial artist. And I had a major martial artist do a whole series of trainings about this, about how you can mm-hmm. kill people with this. But you can also kill people with a banana, if you know how. So I can take these on airplanes. I sell them on airplanes. Uh, so, yeah, I take a spin gym. I got to tell you. Like, what no most, joke, though. What do most people say? What is the one item they say? Uh, cell phone, book, water. Um, it would well, sell- all of that is baloney because the cell phone won't have a battery. You don't need a book because once you've read it, unless you're going to burn it. I know. You have raft. To go to I would bring a soccer ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some person, one person said, uh, I think a, a football or some kind of ball. And one person said a raft. I mean, a helicopter. Okay. Obviously, but where are you going to go? I'm bringing a spin gym and I'm taking my fiance Joshua with me. And we're going to live on a romantic desert Island with no cell phone, with no books, with no helicopter. And we're going to love on each other every day because that's now all I want to do. Drinking coconuts. I love it. Yeah. No joke though. How many times do you think the most you ever pulled a spin gym in one day? Uh, well, let me share something with you about this. There's a thing called a paperfuge out there, and Stanford University did a study on a, two pieces of bamboo and a, and a single thing in the middle and pulling it. It spins at 125,000 RPM. That's enough to actually separate blood, and they use it in third world countries as a centrifuge. So this thing spins so fast, but you don't, and it vibrates through your whole body. So mm-hmm. what we like to do is not how much can you do, but I have a challenge going on right now that you turn on your favorite song, Three Minutes, and you just do this full out. Joshua Self, my fiance, who is the fittest man in the world, just won his third world championship title. If he does it full out, he's in the gym, he spends two hours in the gym, he can only do this full out for three minutes, and then he's done. So you tell me how somebody who has in a wheelchair can do this, and he can do the same product. My goal, honestly, is to get this to every single person. You haven't touched it yet, but you will do another episode with me when you touch it because you're going to go forward because this is amazing. There is nothing like this. You know, you're sitting in your chair. You, are, you don't want the flabby arms. You don't want the belly that's hanging over. Look how much energy I have and I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. This thing gives you that energy back. And I am so insanely committed. It's been 10 years. I've sold 2 million of them. This year we're slated to sell 22 million. Congrats. That's wow. I just want to inspire people to live their best life. Get out of your own way shift your limiting beliefs about you, move a little bit, eat great food, and make great love with people.
I mean, not I, everybody. I got it. Not everybody. I got it. When, when, when I get up, when I double in age, I want to be as, you know, as, as you are and, and that, that successful and in that kind of shape, you know, that, that, that's what that, you want. That I love it. that. I that is, be it. that is it. That is it. I want to oh, be Forbes Ali. I'm going to put your photos everywhere. No, <laughs> you wouldn't be the first one. Don't kid yourself. No, no that's, 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 another oh, that's awesome. You definitely have the energy and it's, 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 it's catching it's, and it's, it's contagious. That's the other good part about it. I want it to be, I want to be that mirror because most people don't think about half of the things that I talk about on mm-hmm. a conscious basis. And so just bringing that to light, making you remember those things like, wow, you know, that you can choose to be happy, that you can shift your energy, that you can change Good. your state just with a word, with a look, with a glance. And you know what? I love the fact that you have this podcast. Congratulations for your success. I wish you a wonderful, fun, amazing, real wedding. Uh, and just love on your girl a lot. I got to tell you, that's the nicest thing at the end of the day to have somebody who does think that you're who the world begins and ends with. Exactly. Thank you so much for being on Forbes, Riley. Be sure to yeah. check out everybody. ForbesFactorLive.com. And we'll be talking again soon. Can't wait to see what the the future holds. Bye, baby. Thank you very, very much. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now.